Soon may the editing come to discontinue the Tezo sun. One day when the CRP's done, we'll take our leave and go. So here we are at two years of the Idiots podcast. Infectious disease insights of two specialists. So we've been doing this for two years now. Yeah, surprise anybody's still listening. They've not been put off by um, so many things. Surprised you're not sick of me. Well, I'm contractually obliged to keep talking to you, but I don't know why everybody else is still here. Mm, that's true. But I mean, I, 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 still here they are. And before we go on, Callum, I think we should say what we're drinking. Oh, what we're drinking. Tal- Talisker Dark Storm for me. Tam Red Wine Cask. Cabernet Sauvignon. Oh, yeah. Okay. Very fancy. Still whiskey, though. It is whiskey. Just, it's very just nice. Just in case any, oh, yeah. any <laughs> listeners not on the space know I. are a bit confused. Aye, space Age. Cheers. Cheers. Uh, a Zoom cheers is never as good as a proper cheers, but yeah. Hmm. So, I thought it would be, you know, the audience might want to know, you know, how, how things are going uh, for the podcast, you know, in general. We lasted this a year ago. It is by far our least... Popular episode. <laughs> it's like we hosted a birthday party and nobody turned up. Well, it's just self-indulgent navel gazing. There's no learning whatsoever to be done. But anyway, you know, it is what it is. But you know, things have gone, you know, in that time, you know, kind of from strength to strength, really. And um, you know, where were we a where were we a year ago? A year ago we were about, you know, five, six thousand downloads. We just hit 72,000 downloads um, the other day. Um, so that's uh, a nice uh, achievement. Uh, so we're well on our way to uh, 100,000. Our most popular episode is still episode number one, and that's got 2,800 at the moment, followed by sort of episode two. And then there's you know a, a bunch of others that are heading towards more than uh, sort of 2,000 uh, downloads. Right, so th- these are all numbers, but each one of these numbers is a, a unique person sitting in their car, cycling their bike, running uh, in the fields, uh, their hands running through the hay. Where in the world are these people? So, Callum, I, I will uh, reply by uh, saying first, A, uh, a lot of these people will also be on the toilet, but B, where they are from. So I'm going to do the breakdown of la- the last 10 episodes because... Our audience initially, obviously, was quite UK-centric, and and since then it's sort of skewed uh, a little bit more. So uh, about a third of our listeners are from the US. About 30% are then from the UK, and then the sort of remainder from the rest of the world and the sort of like top five countries would be Australia, Germany, Canada, Ireland, and South Africa. So like obviously a clear preponderance for the English-speaking nations and places where English is spoken quite widely in professional communities like Germany. Yeah, I guess guess like it's numbers, so it kind of dependent on population as well, because obviously the US population is massive compared to to most of the other countries. Yeah, I mean, we we got a big boost after we we sort of guested on Febrile as well, so that, that gained a sort of exposure to the US ID community, and also joining Twitter has... Uh, led to a lot of sort of people and and Twitter's kind of dominated a lot by ID Twitter at least uh, by by UK. We're on US Twitter at idiots underscore pod. 
Well done. Two years and you finally and, learned our Twitter I mean, handle. We don't know. Just in time for Twitter to die. And it's anonymous. It could be either of us tweeting. It is James. It's definitely James. It could be either <laughs> of us, though. It's, it's all James. The jokes are him. It could be, but I mean, very rapidly, I sort of assumed mastery of the the mantle uh, of, the of Twittership. But you have another Twitter handle, so it sort of makes a bit of sense that I can live vicariously through the podcast. Yeah, I can claim the best jokes and uh, deny all knowledge of the worst ones. Yeah. In terms of Twitter, we've got 2,300 followers, and we're sort of getting more and more every day. We've not uh, peaked. Still pretty small fry as far as the Twittosphere goes, but like enough that when we announce the podcast episode every week, we've got you know another bunch of people uh, clicking to follow us. That's nice. That's nice. And thank you to everybody that's shared the podcast and told told a lot of people about it or supported it in some way or or came and said hello in person at various events. Mm. Yeah, I mean, um, you know, retweeting the podcast is great, but it only targets people on, on Twitter. You know, we're very grateful. But word of mouth, I think, is really important. So if you're if you're our only loyal listener in your department, you know, please do try and tell other people about us. Like if you find us a useful learning uh, resource, even if you don't find us a useful learning resource, if you could tell people about us anyway, because they might find us a useful learning resource, it would question why you're listening if you don't find us to be a useful learning resource. But you know, lots of drudgery. I have to, I have to listen to another episode. I, I hate it, and it's not useful. But I, I just have to keep listening. I don't know what's happening. An obsessive compulsive downloader, uh, uh, or something like that. You're never going to finish all podcasts. There's far too many. Far, far. Well, but. But the, the important thing, Callum, is how do you feel about how the podcast is going? Oh, me? me. Yes. Are you satisfied with these numbers? Or do you feel that I, as your deputy sub-assistant co-host or whatever title you gave me all those years ago, uh, have not been pulling my weight? I'm very satisfied. And I think actually the thing that has been the most joyful for me in the whole thing was going to ECMID this year. And the number of people that just came over and either, I think probably, because, rec- you know, face like nobody knows what we look like we're obviously master of the skies nobody knows where we work etc etc um, <laughs> <laughs> people came over and were like are you Callum from or people would come over and say you're an idiot and i just you know wouldn't quite get it for a second and then um you know and, was, and just to be clear Callum this is dissimilar to other conferences it, you've been to daily life like out on the street the bus stop you know um, look i just have to check yeah, so that it was just really nice to meet some loyal listeners in person. But how did they know it was you? They know who you are. Um, I, f- I had a lanyard on with my name on it, so that probably helped. Mm, Callum um, Much, I mean, is fairly weird. I mean, Jane McRae is not, um, you know, unweird. I'm not, I'm not saying my name is unweird. Sure, but, where you're going you know. with Anyway, it was really nice to meet some loyal listeners in person and, and just. Because we kind of speak into the void, or, or the screens rather, and there is a set number of people that appear on a screen to say they've listened, but it's not a conversation, it's not a two-way street, you don't get any feedback often, uh, other than on reviews, if you, if you put one on, then, you know, it sometimes is difficult to know if what we're doing is helpful or impactful, or, mm, you know, yeah. like how people are reacting to it, so it's really... I think it really helps motivate us to to keep doing it. Although I would say that it's not. I, I actually, if I, if I think back two years ago, I I wasn't really sure like what the longevity of the podcast would be, how successful it would be, or like how we would motivate to continue. And I have to say, it's not been hard. 
No, I mean, I, I sort of look forward to our little talks um, where we speak into the void, as you said. Uh, you know, I find it useful as a, you know, when because my, my, my role, my main role, I suppose, in, in creating the podcast is that I'm doing the prep. And when I'm doing the prep, I'm usually just about every episode these days learning something new mm. about a bug which I kind of thought I had licked. Do you know? So the the most recent episode... Don't lick bugs. Okay. Um, but, you know, like, for an example, we've got an upcoming episode that will be released after this one uh, drops, which is on Pseudomonas. And I knew, you know, a little bit about Pseudomonas resistance mechanisms. and But I didn't know as much as I now know having prepped for that episode. And the, <laughs> there's just kind of like a little bit of... I'm just thinking how much you talk about that and how little of that I've retained. <laughs> <laughs> if you ask me now about Pseudomonas resistance, like, I'm not sure. I need to go back and listen to that when it drops. I guess I will listen to it again. To edit but, it. but you know how, like, part of the, you know, being a senior infectious disease doc, like, you know, be a senior reg like you or a consultant like me, the, the job is not to know everything. The job is to know where to look. Yeah. You know, for stuff. And you now know, like, say you, you know, are asked about a pseudomonas resistance mechanism to, you know, maybe text me <laughs> um, or, um, or like, you know, go and look at the prep notes or go and look at the papers that we put at the end of yeah. the, at the end of the prep notes. Yeah. I think that's something that reflecting two years ago to now. So I was, I was dealing with a listeria bacteremia today and oh. Um, I went back and I was I was thinking about it and I, I was I was thinking about and I, I think we talked about this in the that podcast episode laying into Listeria lactobacillus and Lofrix. And we were talking about gentamicin synergy for meningitis and the Mona Lisa trial. Mm. I couldn't quite remember if we talked about that. My my go-to resource now is that I often think, oh, we talked about this in the podcast and I can't quite remember it. So I guess maybe the message there is don't worry if you listen to the podcast and you feel like you don't remember everything from it because I'm in that podcast and I don't remember everything about it. And sometimes at work people are like, oh, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, oh, that's really interesting so that you talked about that in the podcast. <laughs> oh, my God. But I mean, not even I remember everything that's in every episode. Like the yeah, and, so I, and I wrote the prep for it and... You know that you know the the job is not really to to memorize everything. It's the job is to know vaguely that yeah, there so might be something to uh, discuss and prepare. Yeah, the prep notes now going onto the Notion site, and I found them really useful as a resource to go back to and and review and link from. I guess that's something that we could announce in in this episode. So yeah, I've just recently I, I've migrated all the prep notes from. We had a OneDrive, and it worked okay, but sometimes people couldn't access it and. Actually, Sarah Dong from the Febrile podcast suggested using Notion. She uses Notion for her infographics. And so then I sort of, I, I started getting to use it. I'm very early on with my familiarity with it. But the good thing is that you can publish pages. And so I've moved all the prep notes over to, to Notion. So the earlier ones are still Word documents. And there's a couple of them that I've sort of transcribed into proper Notion pages. And the later ones are all going to be Notion pages. So I'm going to build them all sort Thanks. of in Notion with appropriate links. And so hopefully this should be more usable as a sort of learning resource uh, moving moving forward. Yeah. 
Yeah, I've got that favorited and I'm finding it very helpful. So thank you. If nobody else is using it, that's fine. It's helpful enough for me, James. So, you know, each episode is getting on average more than 1000 uh, listens. How many of them would actually click through to the, uh, you know, the prep notes, like probably a handful. Um, but it's there if you need it. And if I'm going to be doing the prep for the episodes, I might as well just push it on, put it online. Oh, yeah. 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 Well, we talked about the past uh, and the present. We're, we're having enjoying a dram. And the future, what does the future hold? We've got, you know, outlines of the kind of episodes that we that we want to cover over the next couple of years. So there's a definite plan behind the scenes. That's why we definitely, uh, what did we do in the wrong order? We did, we did part two of the exams and then we did part one and we went back to part two. Yeah, but that, that was just sort of like opportunistic, really. That wasn't really a, you know, desire to um, screw with everyone. <laughs> <laughs> there's there's a plan behind the scenes we, we we're working our way through i think we talked about this in uh happy birthday episode one yeah we haven't got that much further on since then actually because we've done a lot of non-bug episodes but the the plan is to run we've, we've run through the sort of major grand positives and a few of the minor ones so now we're running through the grand negatives we've sort of m- made our way through the enterobacterialis and we are sort of moving on to the non-fermenters uh, next, and then we are kind of go to, you know, parvobacteria, kind of cocobacilli, comma-shaped or spiral organisms like vibrios, campylobacters, helicobacters. They're very cool. Um, and then your uh, spirochetes. Um, so, you know, Lyme will be in there, syphilis will be in there, et cetera, et cetera. Get excited. All of these, like moving through all of this, if we did an episode a fortnight, which is what our current output is, from now into the end, and did nothing but uh, bug episodes. That would take us one year. So we've got 25 topics starting from now. We've got Pseudomonas to release, so that's 26. But, you know, part of the reason that we've sort of started deviating from just doing the bugs is that it, it can be a little bit boring. Uh, and so we're, you know, doing drug episodes. We've got our idiot's guides to, you know, the beta-lactams are all uh, there. We've got all the other major antibiotic classes that we could uh, go into because we're doing gram negatives. I'd probably want to do ones that cover gram negatives and we've already done beta-lactams and amylaglycides. So that would be things like um, quinolones and cotramoxazole, colostin, that kind of, you know, that kind of stuff, the, the, the big hitters. And then interspersed with them sort of syndrome episodes. So we've got a few episodes now in urinary tract infection and their and related pathologies Love to do one on recurrent UTIs. Might do one on prostatitis as well. Oh, that's actually that'd be really useful because I feel like I get that asked question a lot about like penetrance into the prostate and. Well, me too because the prostate is a protected site, sort of. Like antibiotic penetrance is not the same as you know the kidney, where antibiotic penetrance basically equivalates to equilibrates to plasma. Or the urine, where we've talked about a lot of antibiotics concentrated, the prostate is kind of different again. A whole amoxicillin for intracocci UTI, I like that's been practice changing for me. 
I can't stop thinking about it. Yeah. So, uh, classic. Oh, I forget what they're called for, but we can include a link to their uh, the note. I sent the note to you, actually, Callum. They've got some more references about this, about how you can use amoxicillin to treat intracocal infections just because the amox level trumps the... Yeah. It was one uh, of those things, the, I, I think uh, I was texting you about it at the weekend because I was on call and uh, it came up in discussion. And it's one of those things where, like, <laughs> at work, I'm like, oh, blah, 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 and podcast, blah, 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 you know, this great idea. And everyone's like, oh, okay, well, you know, I get up a thing and I'm like, I can't quite remember what James said. So <laughs> I have to go back. So having the prep notes is really useful. Is that why you texted me? Yeah. Okay, okay, fine, fine. I'm talking fine. about it at work. So, yeah. I suppose the other thing that we've not really explored a lot is sort of exploration of the microbiology test side of things, you know, like, so, you know, we had an episode on the Maldi. Um, I love it. And uh, I I, I kind of, you know, wanted to maybe, you know, talk about agars and talk about, you know, antibiotic dist sensitivity testing and all that sort of stuff. I've kind of, we've kind of shied away for a bit, not least because, the Let's Talk Micro podcast with uh, Louis Plaza is doing it so much better than we could. And because he's a biomedical scientist, he's better at it because he does it all the time. And we're, you know, like certainly it's not my field of expertise. You might know a little bit more about it me than uh, uh, you might know a little bit more than me that Callum, but I, I bet you don't know more about it than Lewis. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So it's kind of his thing. So I, I think... You know, if people are looking for that and, and you know, complex discussion of agars, you know, certainly the first few episodes of Let's Talk Micro are definitely the place to go. I suppose the only other thing to say is that you might not want this future and you might want us to do something else, in which case we invite you now uh, to tell us uh, what you want. Because for the first time ever, we are going to conduct an audience uh, survey. Uh, so in the description of this uh, podcast episode, there's going to be a link to a Google form. If you would like to let us know a little bit about yourselves and let us know who you know you are, where you are, and what you would like us to be doing next, a short survey is available for your perusal. It's not going to store any personal data. It's not going to store your email. We've made sure of that. Um, it's completely anonymized. Please do let us know what you would like us to uh, discuss, what you're liking about the podcast, what you don't like about it. Um, please do uh, let us know your thoughts. It'd be really valuable to us to improve. Uh, well, I mean, we only want to improve. We don't want to deprove or De- you know, regress. Whatever, whatever the opposite is, regress. Yeah, we're going to yeah. escalate the podcast. Um, but yeah, like if we want to tell us something that we're doing right, that's great. Doing wrong, that's also great. Yeah, please do uh, fill out the show. I'll I'll put it on Twitter as well. And I suppose the last thing to say is that if you want to come and yell at us in person, there's an opportunity <laughs> to do so. Is that not right, Callum? Yeah, please don't yell at us. Um, <laughs> yeah, we're, we're planning to both be attending the Federation of Infection Societies Conference, Edinburgh, which is taking place in November. We'll include a link to this in the show notes too so that if you're in the uk or near the uk and you want to come then you can you can sign up it's sort of the uh, a fusion conference is hosted on alternate years by the microbiology society 
the British Infection Association, the British Society for Antimicrobial Chemotherapy, and the Healthcare Infection Society, which are the four great infection societies that we have in the UK. Why do we have four? I'm not sure. It's a tetrad. Uh, but I do know the tetrad, yes, the tetrad. Um, uh, but I do know that they host fists on sort of uh, a four-year cycle. This year it's the Microbiology Society's turn, and it is in Edinburgh, and it is... The 14th to the 15th of no- November. Okay, at the Edinburgh Exhibition, Edinburgh International Conference Centre, I think it is, in um, Haymarket. Uh, so nice and central. So yeah, if you want to... There's a free crash. Oh, there's a free crash. That's good. So if you want to come and talk to us, you may do so uh, there. It would be lovely to see you. Yes, I think that that's everything that we had to say at the two-year mark. Uh, and all I can say is thanks for listening. And also thanks to James, because he is a lovely co-host. Oh, but but not as lovely as you, uh, Callum, is... Uh, God, that felt so insincere. <laughs> <laughs> I know, I don't know, man. Like it's been nice doing this with you. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, here's to that's another... about as emotional as two British men can get. So you can take it or leave it, listeners. Bye bye. Here's to another two years. Cheers. Cheers. Now that the episode's done, we hope you learn and had lots of fun. So go forth and treat people with some of what you now know. For he's a jolly good podcast, for he's a jolly good podcast, for he's a jolly good podcast. And so say both of us. And so say both of us. And so say both of us, for he's a jolly good podcast. But no. How long is this? No, we're going to cut that part. <laughs> Are we? That was great. Your dulcet tones sing true.